Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, your official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you back with us once again here on the HHC, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. we got a busy day for you. It is, of course, Halloween. We're going to talk about some of our Halloween topics related to uh, Hornets basketball, loosely or otherwise. Uh, We're going to talk about tonight's game against the Portland Trailblazers and talk about some of the slower starts in games. Obviously, it's been a fast start for the Hornets for the season with a 4-2 record, but in games, sometimes Charlotte has uh, found itself behind a little bit. We're going to dig into a little bit about maybe why that's happening. We're going to do so with a new guest here today on the Hornets Hivecast, although a very familiar one in the Queen City. She is a sports anchor for Fox 46 and a host of Charlotte Sports Live, Carla Gebhardt, making her Hornets Hivecast debut. Carla, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to join this and on the the holiday weekend, I guess, if you want to call Halloween a a big-time holiday. (laughs) I think for parents of small children, which I know both of us are, it is a huge holiday. Halloween is at the top, I think, of my kids' list. How about yours? Yes, I think it's definitely becoming that. My daughter is uh, just about a little over two and a half right now, but I think she's starting to uh, understand maybe the costume part, but definitely the candy part. (laughs) Yes, yes. The best part of having little kids for Halloween is they go trick-or-treating we get to go through the candy. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, some Halloween-related issues in a little bit. But uh, while the Hornets have been off to an altogether sweet start, it has been a little scary at times the way the Hornets have started games. They have typically found themselves in holes heading into the second half. They've only led at halftime once. For the most part, I don't think they've played poorly, per se, in the first half. It's been more so the, the other team making shots, or at least it was early. But I think you can look particularly on this last road trip offensively, and see that there's something missing, perhaps, from the Hornets game in the early action. Is that something you, as someone else who has covered the team closely, have noticed? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think when you look at the game specifically with the Heat, they just seem to lack a little bit of urgency, even knowing that the Heat obviously was going to present you know, a pretty difficult defense, and that shooting was going to be a little bit more difficult than they've seen so far this season. But I think back to, to that Nets game, and, and just the mentality that they kind of went in with went into that game with you know they they wanted to come out fast they wanted to come out confident and yeah it's it's the Brooklyn Nets but also you know you've got to carry that over into every game so they definitely have that ability to start out fast I think they they play well when they're ahead but obviously we, we need to see a little bit more of that because like you said they haven't had you know a ton of fast starts in in their first six games so far this season but yeah that was definitely lacking last night against the Heat. One thing that would definitely help here for the Hornets is having Terry Rozier back, and it looks like things are heading in the right direction in that regard. Terry, as of yesterday, is listed as probable for the game. He has missed the last four, so this would be a big boost here to the Hornets to get him back. But their other superstar, Gordon Hayward, while he's averaging right around 20 points per game on the season, he's gotten off to some slower starts. He's averaging through six games 
0.7 points per opening quarter, and he's only shooting 8% from the field. So whether it's the opposition keying in on him or him just taking a little bit of time to get going in games, it has not been a good opening quarter for Gordon Hayward. The good news, though, is Gordon's amongst the best closers in the NBA. He's top 11 right now in fourth quarter scoring. So I think if you had to choose one, you would choose him doing his work in the fourth quarter versus the first. Both would be the the optimal answer, but if you only had to choose one, I guess fourth is better with Gordon Hayward acting as the closer for the Hornets. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think so. I think, you know, Hayward probably had his best game so far against the Heat despite them losing last night, 23 points against them. And But yeah, I mean, Rozier obviously is going to be great to have back. He, he just provides such a, a, a difference on this offense. The rhythm's going to change up a little bit. I actually wouldn't be too surprised if we don't see nothing made but a little bit of growing pains when he does come back in because the rhythm is going to change up a little bit with Terry Rozier. But yeah, Gordon Hayward had a better game with 23 points against the Heat. But um, I, you know, I still, I definitely think he's, he might not quite be back from his injuries that he's dealt with and, and some off time with COVID and all of that. So I think he's, he's coming back. I think he's going to get back to, you know, kind of where we saw him last year before he got injured as well. But I think it's just, it's just taken him a little bit more time. Gordon Hayward actually talked about the slow starts after the Miami game. Here's the quote he gave uh, when asked about the team getting off to slower starts. He said, that's a good question that I don't know. We've got to figure that out. It's not just one person. It's just about all of us, certainly myself included. I've been slow out of the gate in every single game, so we've got to do better. We've got to fix that. And Carla, I think sometimes just awareness of a potential issue for a team, that's you know the foundation of getting it fixed. But it's also nice that even though this has been a bit of an issue for the Hornets. They're still 4 and 2. They're still playing very good basketball and they're 3 and 1 on the road, I might add, to start the season. So, while it's a concern, it's something they're aware of. It hasn't cost them much yet. Definitely. And I mean, I think, you know, you look at the, the team effort put in the loss against the Heat. You look at LaMelo Ball, obviously, he didn't have, you know, his greatest game, probably the worst game I would say that we've seen from him. You know, the Heat provided, like I said at the, at the beginning, just a, a huge de- defensive presence. And I think that's something that the Hornets have to have to really work on. You know, they, they've got depth, they've got versatility. They're so much longer, so much bigger and smoother than they were last season. But now it's, now it's about talking about you know the tangibles that you can actually control the you know points in the paint the rebounding the physical aspect and I thought you know Hayward stepped up in that game but other people didn't step up as much Lamella Ball I think he needs to be playing a little bit more physical than we saw against the Heat. For all the talk about slow starts one thing that I think we can agree on in terms of how the Hornets have started overall on the road if I were to have told you before the season, Carla, that the Hornets were going to have four road games, Orlando, Cleveland, Brooklyn, and Miami, and they would go three and one in that, I think we'd all be very happy. Yes, we would be very happy, and I, yeah, I don't think I would have I didn't even think that right before, you know, they entered into all of those road games, but it's definitely good to see them have a presence on the road. And, and you know, obviously people, people are taking notice of the Hornets now. You can follow her on Twitter at CarlaFox46, and would definitely encourage you to do so. Also watch her nightly on CSL Charlotte Sports Live, Fox 46's nightly sports recap show for the Queen City. Coming up next, it is Halloween, so we're going to talk about some Halloween topics around the Hornets and otherwise. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere. 
but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, they just make sense. Sam Farber and Carla Gebhardt here with you on the HHC, brought to you by Senta. And Carla, it is, of course, Halloween. We'll have a matchup tonight. Hopefully, Scary Terry will be on the floor for the Hornets, and Damian Lillard should be out there for the Portland Trailblazers as well. It'll be a great game, Hornets.com, for all your ticket needs. But it is Halloween, so I I put this to you before we start recording. We're going to do this kind of rapid-fired, CSL-inspired, if you will. Uh, We don't have to do 60 seconds on the clock. But three Halloween-related questions, so we'll go back and forth, and uh, I have a feeling we might have some duplicates here, but we'll find out. So you are the guest. You get to choose. Do you want to answer or ask first? I will ask a question first. You go for it. Okay. What is your favorite scary movie, or do you, I guess I guess I should ask, do you even like scary movies? You know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of scary movies. I don't necessarily like to, you know, terrify myself for an hour and a half at a time. But I do appreciate some of them. I think my favorite one was probably Saw. I like the Saw franchise. It's kind of a, a, a thinker of a series, even though it's definitely in the horror category. <laughs> I was gonna say that's definitely a more gory one for sure. It is, it is. There's a lot there's a lot of good horror movies out there. All right, Carla, when is the last time you dressed up for Halloween between being a mom and being a television personality? Because we know you guys like to dress up too. <laughs> yes, that is a good question. Actually, I man, I guess it was probably two years now with COVID, you know, that kind of like really put a damper on the Halloween plans last year, but I think I dressed up as a cat with my daughter, which was a pretty minimal costume. I mean, that's like cat ears and, you know, paint whiskers on your face. It was That was a pretty easy one to, to get into. <laughs> now, have you ever done it on television? I have not yet, but I am trying to convince our, our producers, Christian Audi, to let us dress up as Anchorman, right? I feel like every anchor has to has to dress up in that at, at some point in their career. See, I would not have guessed Christian was the barrier to that, but this is good to know. This is good to know. All right, ball's in your court, Carla. You're up next with a question. Okay, obviously, can- we got to talk about candy, right? We talked about this earlier with uh, our kids trick-or-treating and us getting the best candy uh, from, from their bag, but what is your favorite candy uh, when it comes to trick-or-treating? Because there's a lot of candy that kind of comes out, I feel like around Halloween time it's not normally you know it's kind of just in season Yes, I think that's very true. I mean, normally, if I'm buying for myself, I'm actually a Mounds guy. I like Mounds and Almond Joy. But from the trick-or-treat bag, Reese's every time. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So you're more of a chocolate guy then? Yes, yes. I'm tempted to ask yours now, but I'm going to go with my question. We're going to get to the Hornets now. If you could go trick-or-treating with one member of the Charlotte Hornets, who would it be? Oh, man, that's a really good one. That's a tough one. Um... I feel like you might should say Scary Terry because his nickname is Scary Terry for Halloween. But I don't know. Lamella Ball with with all of his fits lately and and his new uh, neon car. I kind of hope like he, yeah, I want to go trick-or-treating in the car at least. 
I think it's kind of like a, a Neo from the Matrix. It's the Neon Neo. So I think he's got he's got costume and fashion covered from opening night already. All right, third and final question. Carla, you're up. All righty. Uh, if you could dress up as any Hornets player, like that means kind of the outfits, all of that, whether it's they're on the court or off the court, who? what number are you picking? So I, it's a current player, and I have to pick a number. Wow. Um, You know what? I am going to go with Ish Smith as a Charlotte native and also because size-wise, if I put on any of the center's clothes or power forwards or or most of the players, it's going to look like I'm eight wearing my dad's suit. So yeah, I'll I'll go and wear Ish Smith's uniform out trick-or-treating, I guess, for Halloween. All right. And uh, last question for you. What Hornets storyline terrifies you the most i know this is kind of a little off halloween but it's in the the scary mold so what what is one aspect of this hornet season maybe a potential pitfall or a stat that scares you what is something about the hornets in this 2021 2022 season that scares you carla that's a very good question and i i feel like a lot of people would answer it this way but i'm going to look back at last season and how injuries obviously affected the team last year. You know, I mean, I, who knows what the Hornets could have been, even with their roster, the way that things were set up, had those injuries to Lamella Ball and to Gordon Hayward not happen. So, yeah, I mean, we're just six games in right now. We're seeing, you know, a few minor injuries right now. Injuries are going to happen. I think James Borrego would tell us that, too. They're going to happen. But how do the Hornets, you know, control the load management for these guys, and, and how do they limit those this year? Because I don't want, you know, with all the talent that we've seen from this team with so much excitement, both nationally and locally surrounding the Charlotte Hornets, I just really don't want injuries to be a part of the storyline this season. 100% agree. I would have gone the same way if asked the same question. I think specifically, believe it or not, the, the injury position that scares me the most is the center spot because I think Mason Plumley has been really rock solid for the Hornets thus far, and there just isn't anyone else like him of his experience level. Nick Richards is, is hopefully continuing to trend in that direction, but he's played a handful of games, whereas Plumlee's played more than a handful of seasons. And then while P.J. Washington really had a good game the other day in Miami, he is a different kind of center than the seven-footer type of presence that Plumlee provides. But injuries in general scare me. We've had the issue so far already with the Hornets. Terry Rozier missing the majority of the season. Hopefully that's the worst of it and it'll be in the rearview mirror, but as we know in the NBA, that's unlikely likely the case. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Plumley has been, you know, he kind of has a presence a little bit similar to Cody Zeller um, and that we were used to, you know, all these seasons before. But yeah, there, there definitely, there's a lot of depth on this team, but definitely going to agree with you on the center position there. And speaking of Cody Zeller, he is coming to town tonight. He is now a member of the Portland Trailblazers. And while this is the Halloween edition, so it's more into scary things, something more on the sweet side, it's going to be really good to see Cody back. And I really hope that the fans have the chance and take the opportunity to thank him for all his years of service in Charlotte, not just on the floor where he was a really solid player for a long time, but in the community. He just did such a spectacular job and has left a large impact, and it shouldn't go unnoticed how much he did for Charlotte and uh, certainly was appreciated by everyone in the front office. Hopefully the fans come out tonight and give him a nice round of applause and support the current Hornets as they take on the Blazers. Speaking of which, we're going to talk about that matchup next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. 
Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all your information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Segment number three, third and final here on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Carla Gebhardt here with us. She is a sports anchor on Fox 46 right here in the Queen City. Catch her on Twitter at CarlaFox46. There's a game tonight, and it's a big one. Hornets taking on the Portland Trailblazers. Carla, as much as the other day when the Hornets took on the Miami Heat, it was a real contrast in styles. Hornets number one in offense, the Heat number one in defense. Hornets, a a much more free-flowing offense, share the ball. Miami, ground and pound. They like to, you know, hit you in the paint with Bam Adebayo and have a great mid-range touch. This game is also, similarly, a real contrast in styles. Both are good offensive teams. Both are guard-oriented. But one team is doing everything they can to get the ball in Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum's hands and let them go to work. And the other is find the open man, and let them shoot. They couldn't be more different in that regard. So even though some of the stats do line up in terms of scoring, in terms of three-point shooting, when you look at assists, they are completely night and day. Yeah, no, I definitely would agree with you there. Uh, Blazers, you know, obviously trying to to fill their their identity around, like you said, C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard right now. But when you look at the the Portland Trailblazers, at least right now through the season, they're 3-2 and and... They've really, I just feel like they've had kind of an up and down season. They they want to establish that identity behind Damian Lillard, but he actually hasn't had that great of a season. I mean, again, that's just five games in, but, you know, he, he's kind of missed the mark a little bit in his shooting. Now, he did come back in a big way in, the, in that game with the Clippers, and, and I think that was a really big win for the Portland Trailblazers right now, who, like I said, have been up and down, but they were able to get a win over the Clippers after falling to them earlier in the season, and Paul George even put up 42 points and the defense was still able to kind of hang tight in that game and like I said Damian Lillard had a little bit better better scoring outing in that one with 25 points where he's been averaging about 19 points per per game um, through the season so far so yeah it's definitely going to be very interesting but again you know we talked about the the Hornets they come out with you know some confidence and knowing that they've got a lot of different guys that can step up every every night or they can have multiple multiple guys and I think that you know makes them a little bit harder to prepare for a little bit when it comes to you know a defensive you know kind of minded team around the Blazers and now with the thought that in addition to all the guys that were already mainstays in the lineup you got to contend with PJ Washington who just came back and will have no doubt look even stronger and more comfortable out there in game two returning from injury than he did in game one where he looked really good and Terry Rozier is now listed as probable as of the taping of this podcast so much more likely the Blazers will have to contend with him is there a stat that you would have your eye on that if the Hornets can do X in this category they should win the game obviously when you're looking back at the game against Miami and you see that you know they were Miami was a physical team the Blazers are going to be a physical team they had a lot of aggression you know in that game I felt like with, with the Clippers and I think you know rebounding the basketball is going to be huge that was a huge falter I mean the the Hornets got out rebounded by Miami by 23 and so that that's going to be a huge do they have a presence 
you know, un, under the basket, you know, points in the paint. Can, can they establish a presence there, but also have shooting, you know, behind the arc as well? All of those factors are going to be, you know, really important in this game. And I, you know, again, Miami and, and the Blazers, they are different, but you do have to learn. You have to learn from those mistakes. And, and you know, Lamella Ball, I think, said in, in the loss against the Celtics earlier, you know, you never want to lose, but at least, you know, we can learn something from that loss. And I hope that's what they t- took from that game against Miami when they, they go to face the Blazers tonight. I would agree with you. Very different teams, but I, I also would key in on rebounding and, and how it leads to fast break points. The Hornets just got into too many situations where, and sometimes they use this to their advantage, they'll, they'll send players up the floor so LaMelo Ball or Gordon Hayward or Miles Bridges can throw touchdown passes off a defensive rebound, but you can't do that if you don't collect the board. And this is a Portland team that's really big. Yusuf Nurkic had some big rebounding games already. They've got, of course, Cody Zeller, the former Hornet. Larry Nance Jr. is a big body in that three and four position. They've got a lot of size over there for Portland. So as much as it's fun to watch the Hornets with this, you know, run and gun type of offense, getting out into the fast break and getting a head start, if you will, on the offensive end, it doesn't do them any good if they're constantly yielding second chance opportunities. So while I think fast break opportunities will be important for the Hornets, just for their style of offensive play and their flow, I think defensive rebounding has got to be a focus. We'll see if that uh, ends up being one tonight for the Hornets. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip time, and you can catch all the action on the Hornets radio network, of course. You can also watch it on Bally Sports Southeast. And when the game is over and the post-game recap is done, tune into. Charlotte Sports Live on Fox 46. Carla, are you working tonight? I am working tonight. I, I'm going to go home really quickly to, to do you know some trick-or-treating with my kids. But then, yeah, coming back and working late, we got the World Series. A lot of action on CSL tonight. Outstanding. And we'll know if you won the battle with Christian to dress up if there is an Anchorman costume or two on the set. That's right. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, first time, but certainly not the last, Carla Gebhardt of Fox 46. Thanks for making your debut today on a Halloween edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Sam. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. We will have a post-game edition of the Hornets Hivecast for you tomorrow, as well as a preview edition. We'll be recapping the game against the Blazers and previewing tomorrow's second half of the back-to-back when the Hornets take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Till then, for my guest Carla Gebhardt of Fox 46, our producer Rob Longo, and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.